February 14th. Got my trigger finger itching. You'll think I'm a dope fiend. February 14th. Yeah, this February 14th. Yo, episode fucking 14. It is crazy. It just feels like a couple weeks ago I was out here filming. Well, I probably was filming episode 10 a couple weeks ago. But it feels like I was filming like episode 5, episode 6. Trying to make random ass titles. Now I'm on 14. That shit's crazy. But do I have a bunch of shit to talk about? Because as you can tell with that little... The beginning of this part, it's Valentine's Day. This is probably going to come up on the 15th. So a day after Valentine's Day. But I'm filming this on Valentine's Day. And my ass is single. So... We'll see how this podcast ends up going. I might just be hating. On love. I don't know. But to start off episode 14. Oh. Was. I. Right. I was fucking right. Okay. I may sound hateful right now. And I definitely sounded hateful watching the Super Bowl. The day of the Super Bowl. I saw all these posts. Again. From people that I would just never imagine seeing post about football. I saw a bunch of Bengals fans that were actually Bengals fans that I've known for for a long time now. That's like the Bengals ever posted about it. And I respected all of them perfectly. 100%. I felt bad for them that Bengals didn't win. I didn't really want the Bengals to lose. I wanted the bandwagons that wanted the Bengals to win to be disappointed, which is what I got. And that was that was nice to see six hours ago, seven hours ago, eight hours ago, nine hours ago. It's all the it's all the Super Bowl, and then they just didn't post for us tonight. <laughs> Now, I got a couple Rams fans out there. I've got like three or four that I've, I'm thinking on top of my head. All of them post something. They were hype. <laughs> it's nice to know I'm not alone in the way I'm thinking also. Because I've gotten some hate already for the way I'm thinking about the Super Bowl. But Tim Dillon had the same opinion as me. But it was vice versa. He lives in LA. So Tim Dillon was seeing all these people saying the Rams made it. The Rams were in the Super Bowl. But they weren't fans, and they weren't, they were just like bandwagons. And so on Tim Dillon's podcast, he was talking shit about those people in LA doing it, which is the exact same thing I was doing. It's just different, it's the opposite side. I'm in Kentucky. But if you didn't watch the Super Bowl, you could probably guess by what I'm saying right now the Bengals lost. Which, like I said, I would have been happy if they won. If they didn't have all those bandwagons out of nowhere. The score was 23-20 Rams. It was a good-ass game, though. Me and Ben were watching it. Brandon was kind of... he. Brandon was there for the majority of it. He's, towards the end, he fell asleep. But we were talking about it, and in the, in the beginning, we were thinking, as long as it's a good game, it's okay. As long as they don't get blown out the water, which, oh my gosh... 
if the Bengals would have lost, like, to the point to where the Bengals had a single-digit score and the Rams had a double-digit score, or they were, like, double their points, I would have started this podcast going fucking in. But, I'm not, really, I was never trying to be disrespectful, you know? I was only trying to be disrespectful specifically to the fans that are cheering for the Bengals as if they've been watching them the whole season. But they just found out like a day prior to that post, oh shit, the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. I need to start supporting them. But still lost by three. It was a good game. I For a second there, I'm not going to lie. I thought Bengals were about to win. I was like, oh fuck, I'm about to eat shit on my own podcast. I'm going to have to get on my podcast and talk about how I was talking reckless and how I, I take it back. But now I don't. I, I I'm actually want to double down on everything. But one thing I want to talk about for this Super Bowl is that fucking halftime performance. I'm going to post on my social media, the Perplexed NAP, a poll on did you like the Super Bowl or did you not like the Super Bowl? I'll probably actually, I'm gonna do it tomorrow, cause I'm gonna try to wait till this episode gets up, and then I'm gonna post it. But still, it was like I, I'm pretty sure it was based around Dr. Dre. He's just standing there, putting his hands up, like "What up, motherfuckers? Y'all know what it is. I'm here to take over the motherfucking Super Bowl." And then Snoop pulls up, and he's like, "Yo, yo, 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 what's poppin'?" And he starts crip walking, and he looks all lit and shit. They start rapping. Everything's all amazing. I love seeing Snoop Dogg dance, dude. If, go go rewatch the fucking halftime show and just watch Snoop's dance. He's he's getting into it. There was also videos uh, going around of him sitting on the steps in the very front of the houses, smoking a blunt. <laughs> so he was definitely feeling feeling good for this show. And this is the craziest part that no one none of us knew was gonna happen. We're getting into it. Oh, the music starts to change. They're like, oh shit, who's about to pop up? They look down. <laughs> they did this man 50 Cent so wrong. 50 Cent is, is an unannounced guest that's popping up in the show in the show to actually just perform. None of us knew 50 Cent was going to be there, but the way 50 Cent joined the performance was he came in upside down from the ceiling, hanging down. <laughs> Just watching this shit gets me so weak. Plus, like, you see all of his body lift, like, push to the, to, towards his head, and he just looks weird. I will say, Brandon had the funniest fucking joke in the moment. While we were just sitting there watching this shit, getting our mind blown that 50 was there. As soon as he started performing, he has, it, he has this big old fat chain that says 50 Cent. But it, he's flipped upside down. Brandon said, oh look, this 05. <laughs> Why did he do that to himself? He's wearing like, it looks like he's wearing a, a white tank top, like a wife beater. But it also looks like low-key a bullet vest. But he's getting into it, other than his upside-down chain on his chin. But he's cheesing, though. And then he gets down. <laughs> Dude, he's so fucking... 
I was just surprised to see 50 Cent pulling up at the halftime show. I was like, what the fuck? And then after 50, it goes to Mary J. Blige. And I'm going to be honest. I didn't dislike it, but I didn't like it. I would have respected her more if Mary J. Blige was not trying to look like Beyonce, first of all. She's trying to have a Beyonce performance. I don't think you should do that, man. I, I know. She just dropped an album. It's the perfect time for her to be on there. She's she's a good fit because it's all rap. But she is one of the few options that isn't necessarily just looked at as one of those like Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion. Because you couldn't, you could not have any of them on this halftime show. She's not rapping about her WAP. I mean, you could pick Nicki, but the only bad part about picking Nicki is... She doesn't really have a song with... I don't know if she has a song with Dr. Dre. I know she has like two with Eminem. But I think one of them is Majesty and one of them is something else. But that's the only thing that I kind of had like a... I think twice about for the entire show. I'm not even going to lie. Even Kendrick Lamar's part. Like I like Kendrick Lamar. But I usually don't go out of my way to listen to his music before others. But this show, his performance was actually hard. But after Kendrick Lamar, this man, Eminem, starts rapping with Lose Yourself. This man went viral for this performance right there. Never sitting his finger up in the air. Well, he went viral a couple times during this halftime show, matter of fact. Which is pretty ignorant. But then he starts rapping, he starts going in. so hard he's got all the background dancers and all the people that was on the stage up now like a little mosh pit in front of the stage chanting and all that and it's a different background music too that goes with the song so it fucking slaps but they should they should have let him cuss man they should have just bleeped the cuss words they should have taken one for a team halfway through Eminem's performance it zooms in on Mary J Blige and 50 just chilling on a couch bobbing goes on Dre up, up there get going in on the I don't know if Dre's actually doing shit I don't think he's really pressing buttons this man's just been acting for a good 20 minutes okay so this is where Eminem tried to get cancelled during his halftime performance if you look up the video on YouTube from NFL the halftime performance the official one about 11 minutes and 26 seconds in as soon as Eminem's done performing, Eminem immediately drops to the ground and then starts kneeling with his hand in his head. My opinion on this, because I've got a couple. As soon as he kneels down, Dre doesn't even look at Eminem. Dre knows what's going to happen during this entire performance, okay? If Dre were to have noticed Eminem doing something that he would be like, oh, that's unusual, he would have taken at least a glimpse of him. You can look at his face. He doesn't take one look at Eminem. So he knows what he's doing. Dre has to get over to the piano and sit down right beside him. Because the next part is going to go to Dre. So Eminem 
has to get out of the picture and he it's no longer his part of the song to go in and he's not really singing so he kneels down and puts his face in his hand now instead of the big megatron showing dr dre on the piano about to because he's the person that's that's going to be focused on it shows eminem up on the megatrons kneeling taking a knee while dr dre is right behind him playing the piano a lot of people are saying eminem went rogue and started kneeling for colin kaepernick dude i even if it was for that man's i don't think it was rogue eminem's been doing it for a good 30 seconds now and he's still bobbing his head to dr dre doing his little uh, piano music so I'm pretty sure all of this is 100% part of the show. People are just taking it a step further and saying, oh my God. And now this is where it gets interesting. As soon as Dr. Dre is done with his, on his piano, stands up, walks to the other building. As soon as he gets out of that building, Eminem puts his head, uh, head up, looks up, and he starts walking over to the door. So, I feel like Eminem was trying to just not exit the scene he was just trying to get on and then taking a knee was just a convenient thing to do I don't necessarily know if it was for Colin Kaepernick if it was boohoo I just saw so many articles saying Eminem took a knee for Colin Kaepernick at the Super Bowl Eminem disgracing the Super Bowl Eminem ruined the Super Bowl performance and I'm like what the fuck are you all going on about but honestly, anything Eminem does goes viral nowadays, so. But now you see, it's Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, on top of the building. And one by one, they slowly start, all of them start making their way up there. So now Mary J. Blige is up there. We got 50. I'm so weak that 50's even fucking there, dude. That's hilarious. Now we got Kendrick Lamar and Eminem. It's a pretty... Legendary performance in my opinion, especially the way this shit ended all six of them up there just getting lit on top of it. I Will say I was so disappointed whenever they didn't do I need a doctor even Michael shout uh, mentioned that to me like th They had every possibility to That would have been so hard right whenever Eminem quote-unquote uh, wanted to get canceled and took the knee if right before that they should have done I Need a Doctor right now. Because Dr. Dre was even sitting on the piano. Like a foot behind Eminem. But still, that's that's probably been my favorite halftime performance so far. I'm not even going to lie. I know Bruno Mars and The Weeknd and all of them had good ones. But this was a really good one. Not even just talking like because it was recent. Or just because it has like Eminem and Dr. Dre in it. It was actually a good show. And they surprised us Surprised us with 50. <laughs> Upside down 50. But that's enough about the Super Bowl. That's been a... Holy shit. I spent a lot of time talking about that Super Bowl. California asks their residents to open their house to homeless people. What? Excuse me? The billions of dollars you guys have? The billions of dollars you're putting into the homeless... You guys can't do nothing. You can't make nothing. You're going to ask your residents living there 
hey, look, we know giving food, giving money, helping people out like that isn't enough anymore. We're going to need you to take that fourth room in your house, the one that your daughter is sleeping in, move your daughter into the room next door with her brother so they're sharing a room, get that extra room, and give that to a, the homeless dude on the corner because he needs help. You all should open your house to let these people in and be nice people. I'm sorry, what? Am I mistaken or is it their job to make sure this shit never happened in the first place? Because that's pretty crazy. The fact that I can't imagine being asked, hey, look, can you house this homeless person for until they get on their feet? You don't know them. We don't know if they're st mentally stable. We don't know what they're capable of. We don't know what their intentions are either, to be honest. But they swore to us. They swore to God to us, so we're going to trust them. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. And I'm sure there's those homeless people out there that could definitely take that like take that offer and it would end up being a great time and they would be a good addition to the family they'd be nice they would be helpful but there's always always the outliers and california is dead ass asking their residents to house homeless people in their houses and california is probably going to be the most populated place with outliers <laughs> i don't care who you are no matter what you say if you house 20 homeless people in 20 random people's houses, there's going to be a handful or a percentage of them that are going to have shitty morals or just a shitty person in general. That's not how the way life is. Not everything's all happy and all helpful. We need to do this. They definitely should have taken some responsibility on their part before they were like, hey, so let's get you all to open up that fourth room real quick. Then we'll start taking step by step. Alright, but look, speaking of... I just talked about the halftime show with Snoop Dogg. Logan sent me this today. This man... Snoop Dogg is fucking wild. Wait, I, I just found out who Kiki was. Kiki is your bitch. That's why you're so mad. Because Drake put dick in your bitch. He did it up. Snoop's crazy. <laughs> it's old footage too. But still. This man said. Kiki. He made a whole ass video. Talking about Kiki being Kim Kardashian. Which I mean like. How would he not put two and two together? Key. Kiki. Come on now. 
back in the day when I was listening to that shit, I was like, yo, 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 this man cracked Kim. But I'm going to be honest, I still don't believe that he cracked Kim. I think Kanye was right. I think Kanye was going through it, so he was definitely talking mad shit. But I think that's like the little portion that he was actually right about Drake, that he's talking all this shit about Kim Kardashian to get under Drake, uh, to get under Kanye's skin. But now that him and Drake are cool, he's not over here saying he fucked Kim. But either way, once I woke up and saw Logan sent me that video, I was so weak. I was like, holy fuck, Snoop Dogg. I didn't even see that video back in the day. But he went in. He went like, he went graphic too. I was like, damn. I saw this picture on Google. And if this is right, I'm going to be so fucking happy. It's, you don't even understand. So, you know how Google works. You can think about a product and it pops up on your feed. And in Practical Jokers, I've talked about it multiple times on this, on this podcast. I love it. I was scrolling through, and it says, Impractical Jokers returns to first episode since Joe Gatto exit. And it's a picture of Sal Volcano, Murr, Q, and fucking Eric Andre. If Eric Andre takes Joe Gatto's position, I haven't looked into it because I want to wait for the episode and I want to get surprised. Dude, I'll be so happy. That will be so insane to me. Eric Andre will change the entire vibe of that show to like a complete 180 he's also perfect for that like the only problem would be everyone knows eric andre so you would have to like have him say the shit to say or have him be all like disguised up everywhere but he would be such a great part of that show i swear while we were talking about semi-comedians i guess eric andre but sal's a comedian and joe gatto's trying to be a comedian this is some news for any local people listening to this because this blew my fucking mind so I work at comedy off Broadway I love that job I'm ever since I've started I've been waiting for Tom and Bert and Rogan which he'll never come Andrew Schultz Akash all my favorites I'm waiting for them to come to the comedy club so I always check the schedule because I get the little inside look before others which, I'm going to be honest, I don't even think I do. I'm pretty sure we get the same schedule. Unless I talk to the owner in advance and be like, Hey, who are you scheduling? Which I've never done. But, I was checking it for this month. And on February 23rd, at Comedy Off-Broadway, Theo Vaughn is coming. What? He's going to be there for one day on a Wednesday. That's how confident he is. He's pulling up to Lexington, Kentucky... Comedy Off-Broadway for one night on a Wednesday at 7 p.m. And he's probably going to sell out the show. I'm so excited for this. It's it's insane. As soon as I saw it, I started telling everybody. I was like, yo, 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 get your tickets. Make sure you're there. This is going to be so much fucking fun. I also don't know who he's going to have open for him, though. I'm hoping it's like, if it's Lee, that'd be awesome. Because I remember Lee's telling me that he's open for Theo one day. A while back. So that'd be pretty cool. Also, this is going to be completely out of context. But I saw it in my camera roll. Because it, and it reminded me. I was told a little bit ago that I need to go look at the moon. Because the moon looks crazy right now. So I went and did. And it's a full moon. It looked bright as shit. And I was like, yo, this looks crazy. So I looked it up. 
and I found something completely different from what I was looking up. Um, I don't know if anyone knows this or not, but apparently there is a rocket that's gonna crash into the moon. This may just be propaganda, but I don't think it is. They were saying at first, SpaceX sent out a rocket and now it's gonna hit the moon. And I'm gonna be honest, like a rocket ship, not like a, a boom rocket, but a rocket ship. I really couldn't even imagine SpaceX doing the wrong calculations to where they would shoot a rocket up to hit the moon. Just off rips here and that, I, I couldn't see that happening. But then again, every everybody's human, so no matter what, something could have gone wrong. But apparently they debunked that, and it's China. <laughs> From what I can tell, there's a Chinese rocket going up in space, and like March 3rd, I think, it's going to be March 3rd or March 4th, I don't know, somewhere around then, it's going to supposedly hit the moon. I don't know what that means. I don't know if we're going to be able to see it. If we could see it, I think that's not a good thing. I don't think we could see it, to be honest. But you should look it up. In case it is propaganda, uh, I never told you to look it up. That's all your choice you made on your own. But still, man. That's the shitty part about life nowadays. How the fuck can we tell it's propaganda and not? It doesn't make any sense now. The things they've exposed to be propaganda look like it's written and put together better than the shit that's actual news nowadays. That's sad. But it's also America. And they kept Kanye out of the Super Bowl performance. So who knows what the fuck's gonna happen next, you know? Kanye's been going crazy on his Instagram. I just want to put this out in a podcast before... I, now we're to the point of the podcast where I'm just talking random topics. If you've listened to enough episodes, you probably know how these things go already. But this man Kanye, look at his Instagram right now. Stop what you're doing. Go to Instagram. Look up Kanye West. This man has officially lost it. Whenever he says skeet, he's talking about Pete. Towards the end, he just stopped giving a fuck and started actually saying Pete's name. But I screenshot all this man's bios, because, not bio, like the picture bio, because I know they're gonna fucking either delete it or he's gonna change it or something. But this shit's insane. I'm just gonna read this one pair, like, it's honestly like two paragraphs, three paragraphs of a Kanye post. Disney owns Hulu. Disney wants to influence a wider age group. Disney assigned the actor Skeet to serve in some bigger narrative, but for some reason refused to give a stylist. I wrote that last part intentionally to be funny. I joke while expressing my side just like SNL, which is also gang with Disney. Bob bought Marvel and Disney to gain more influence in the teenage market. Ellen and Hillary been whispering in Kim's ear for years. Pete been wearing fake Trump hats to ridicule me for not being in my black place as a voter. And throwing shots at me about mental health, he's a pawn. I'm not crazy. I wouldn't have had such a big impact on culture for the past 20 years if I was. This is the real narrative everyone else is afraid, but knows that they played with my family. It's up. So that's just one of them out of like 12 or 13. He's still posting them like two. I'll turn his notifications on. 
Kanye West posted a picture saying that Kanye's dad and him have been on the phone, and he brought up Kanye's dad brought up Brian Flores to it's like the coach for the Miami Dolphins. Kanye posted a picture of this man. He did, looks like he just googled him. He took the screenshot of the Google images, posted it, and said, "Me and my dad are on the phone. He brought you up to me, sending you love and public support." And he tagged Brian underscore Flores underscore Coach underscore TCS. But if you go to that account, it's a meme page. This man tagged a meme page. It literally says, not the real Brian Flores. Just a meme account. And the meme account hasn't even liked his post yet. This man Kanye is changing Instagram. <laughs> this shit's so funny. But he did post Donda 2, which I'm actually super excited for that. Imagine if Drake and him have some songs on that bitch. Oh, that shit would be fire. But the 22nd, he's dropping Donda 2. I don't know if he's dropping it or if he's having a live performance. But either way, we'll get some songs on the 22nd. That's what's important. So, to end the podcast, might as well talk about the theme today. Good old Valentine's Day. Now, like I said, I know this is going to come out on the 15th. Blah, 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 blah. Today is Valentine's Day for me. I'm trying to bring this into a topical conversation on my podcast without me also sounding just like straight pussy and like, oh, this man crying about love on his podcast. It's Valentine's Day, motherfuckers. That's the only reason. You know, considering I've had a good amount of time now to process it, I feel like in the very beginning, I thought being single was going to be, like, shitty or, like, be very, very difficult, which I'm not going to cap. In the very beginning, kind of was. I've done a little here and there, talking to people. Being single is probably the, the best case scenario you can be at, unless you've got, like, a, an actual loyal person by your side. It's not worth nowadays to go to meet a new person have the random whatever like small talk conversation get to know them and then probably a month two three months later maybe a year later just turn around and be like yeah never mind or then be like wake up one day and just have their entire reality switched and be like ah i actually don't want to be here anymore so i'm leaving and then you just got to restart everything that's why you gotta have a, a fucking loyal one it's not even a coin toss to get a loyal one nowadays I haven't smoked this entire podcast. This is the perfect time to pack a bowl. Also, if you're not into the Valentine's Day theme of this podcast, you might want to stop listening now, man. Thanks for li- thanks for listening. <laughs> I'll see you in 15, though. Because I'm going to have a little discussion after this uh, enhancement, I guess you should say. So fuck it. This is my podcast. I can talk about whatever I want. If you don't like it, feel free to stop listening to this episode, man. Love. I know it's real. You got love for everybody, like, in your life, your family, your friends, a lot of significant others. But it's crazy how you could really could wake up one day 
then you could just be on the different side of the spectrum and be like, yeah, I don't love this person anymore. And we all have that one friend that, like, just doesn't have good luck at all with love. There's no way they've fucked up everything so much to the point to where they literally can't get anything. Because there's a person out there for everybody. I just think love is a pretty fucked up thing. Of course it's a great thing. I don't even have to mention all the good parts about love. At least I don't think I should have to. I'm looking at it from this perspective. Me sitting here making the podcast. I haven't really talked about it a lot. To, like, to other, like, to people. I've talked about it to my core group of, like, best friends. My, the little circle around me, I've talked to them about it. But they've been known about that, you know what I'm saying? I haven't mentioned it to just people listening to my podcast. I haven't opened that book of my life. Because it's, I'm getting to the point to where I don't give a fuck. I'm just starting to be an open book. Fuck it. I don't see the point in not being an open book. The one thing I will keep my book closed for is politics. Because I don't follow any goddamn politics. I know everything. That sounded very assholey. I know a shit ton of stuff that I want. I probably shouldn't know because it's probably fucking propaganda. But I know a bunch of stuff about politics. And I put pay attention to a bunch of stuff about politics. Never it pops up. But I don't have an official opinion about that shit. Because eventually we're all going to die and it's going to re- get wiped out and reset anyways. So I don't want to pay attention to it. But love is something that's inevitable. That's something that no matter what, it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to pop up around me. And all this shit, I never really put together until a couple, like, honestly, 2019, 2020, is whenever I got, like, a fucking slap in the face from reality, and I was like, oh, shit, I gotta, like, fucking question everything, to be honest. Not, like, question reality, blah, blah, conspiracy, I'm talking, like, is this person a real one? Like, is this person true and genuine? Or is this person just here for the time and then a months later a year later they're gonna be like yep on to the next one and the fucked up thing is some people would say that is love some people would call love the little flings of like you go out you find someone for three to four months to a year and then you break up and you're like yeah i love them and then i went to my next person that i went to go love that doesn't make any sense that's where you use the term literally and you're not meaning something literal. You're using the word love whenever you should say appreciate. But then again, that would also mean that we would take that type of thinking to a bunch of shit in life, and we've thrown out we've thrown that out the window years ago. So I don't know what the fuck they're about to change love into. That is one thing I will say: the trends hasn't necessarily like ruined over the years. Our generations have made a bunch of stuff, like, kind of shitty. They almost ruined music. But love is, like, the... That key thing where... Everybody's got it in them. Like, fear. It's built in. You could still switch your... You, you could sway your side on, like, Oh, it takes a lot to love me. It takes a little to love me. But the concept of you having to do something... To get somebody else's love... That hasn't changed yet. Of course it's changed with the like the, the famous people. 
that's that's what I mean by changing like the, the way people look at it because Johnny Cash back in the day and then Elvis Presley back in the day and then now it goes from they have fucking Drake and Justin Bieber and Billie Eilish Taylor Swift Ariana Grande people would probably be like dude I love her if I ever met her in person I would tell her I love her so much I love her no but like that's there's a difference in there you appreciate her you appreciate her music and what she's done for you there's probably a small bit of love in there because that's just how love is still there's lots of artists and people of our generation I'd be like yeah I love them I love them so much I love them I love Taylor Swift more than I love my mom and you're like what why that should not be okay I don't know if that's like what you should be aiming for dude Taylor Swift is just an artist that doesn't know your name but like I said that's also a thing that they haven't fully changed because it's still out there it's still the OG love the you gotta take somebody out on a date then you gotta talk to them a little bit in advance and you gotta spend like listen to them blah 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 so that's still out there but I still feel like they're gonna start trying to change the way people look at love like they changed everything else I think this might be my longest podcast it definitely may not be but I'm drunk technically I'm crossed this Valentine's Day night (laughs) Valentine's Day night but I and I'm rambling about love (laughs) so it feels like it's been a long ass time shout out to all the single people out there Logan shout out Logan Burke all the bad milfs out there 35 and up that's looking to hook up with a ex-medic worker and a dude who is trying to become uh, side by side with the nurse not a doctor but trying to be in there with the nurses if you're looking for someone like that hit up my man Logan I'm sure he'll appreciate that ad on there but you gotta be 35 and up though and you gotta have at least have two kids one kid he'll think about it but two kids is perfect and that's been episode 14 valentine's day 2022 appreciate you for listening i'm folded and i'll see you in episode 15